This is Michael Osterlink. Welcome to our radio. we we'll explore individual and social transformation through collaborative action. I'm a psychotherapist with a transpersonal and somatic specialization. I'm also a transparson social entrepreneur, head instructor at SealFit's Unbeatable Mind Academy, executive coach at Spartan 7, and director of human resilience at Aperion Zoe. Today's show is brought to you by Cosper Scafidi, an amazing body worker in the Northern Virginia area who's integrated different somatic practices into his work. You can learn more about Cosper's work at www.cosperscafidi.com. That's C-O-S-P-E-R-S-C-A-F-I-D-I.com. Today's guest is Laura Pence, who is a licensed clinical psychologist. Dr. Pence serves as chief wellness specialist for Spartan and hosts Spartan Mind, a weekly podcast. She also works with me at the Immutable Mind coaching program, helping coaches serve their clients effectively and purposefully. She's also the creator of the new light box. <laughs> discussing today, different angles. Hey, Laura. <laughs> How are you? Hi. Thank you for having me on. It's always a, a joy. It's always it's good to see you. Good to have you back on. Um, this time we were literally going to talk about your light box. <laughs> <laughs> light box, I must say. <laughs> it's always so fun to see somebody else holding it. You know, it's like it. it it's been it's been floating around in my head forever and now to see somebody else hold it it's like yes it's out there it's real yes it's real yeah i mean for real real yeah so light box people aren't going to have any idea what the hell i'm holding up that's right <laughs> that's box. absolutely right yeah talk to us about the light box what's inside that so know about well um so the in the simplest form it is a masterfully crafted, in my opinion, um, steel metal box. You can either get a steel version or a brass version, and it holds 180 cards of prompts and intentions and questions to spark curiosity, drive self-awareness, and initiate change. Wow. How about that for a mouthful? That's great. That's that <laughs> like, there's your commercial. We just pull it out there and boom. <laughs> I'm seeing that tomorrow on Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. So, yeah. So, so 180, you said, or 100? 180. So it's interesting, actually, sort of the inception of Lifebox. So one of the things that I, you know, in my work as a psychologist over the last 15 years, um, I have been struck by common themes and concepts and psychological constructs that regularly find themselves in my sessions with clients. And about a year and a half ago, I was sitting at my desk and I remember clear as day this moment where I just thought to myself, what if I could take all this stuff that's in my head and put it in a box? <laughs> um, and at first I wanted to call it Doc in the Box, uh, but I very quickly got that dismantled out of my head after people were like, no, 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 this is something much more serious. This is something much more reflective and thoughtful. And, um, but I thought to myself, you know, what if I could give somebody like the experience of being sort of in inquiry with oneself for an entire year? Mm -hmm. um, so I thought, let's create a box with 365 cards. 
But then I also realized that that's very intimidating for people. So I cut it in half, basically. And that's how we came up with 180. And then I thought to myself, you know, 180 in so many ways actually is so purposeful and meaningful because you make the idea is once you've finished the 180 cards, you've made a 180 degree turn. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah. Love and that. actually one of the things that I love about the cards, and I feel like I shouldn't give a spoiler alert, but I will anyway, because I love it, is every 30 degrees, there's, there's like a Bravo card, like a, you're making a change, like you're, you're, you're shifting yourself. Um, and I think that's really important because it is sometimes intimidating to dive into this process of self-awareness, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, 180 was, was sort of the number we landed on. So before we, we talk about how you came up with all 180 questions, because mm -hmm. a lot of questions to think <laughs> about, um, you know, one thing that, that we talked about in the past is there's a lot of noise in the system. Yes. Literally, if you're in an elevator, there's a there's a monitor so you can watch the news. You're, you're at a gas station. There's there's news now and all kinds of entertainment. Entertainment. That's right. There's no really place for quietude and, and contemplation. That's right. And I have to imagine that that crossed your mind because this came to you in the moment of contemplation and quietude. It did absolutely. <laughs> and I I mean, you make such a good point that we are. We are so bombarded with opportunities for distraction at any given time, right? I mean, we can hardly tolerate waiting at the grocery line without whipping out our phone, right? Or if you're driving at night and you stop at a stoplight, you'll notice the person next to you, next to you has that blue screen light in their face and you're like, you're on your phone. Um, so distractions in so many ways is everywhere. And I think that we have really in so many ways lost the art of solitude, of just being with our thoughts and also being in inquiry. It's like, we always have to have an answer, you know? And, and I mean, if you think about it in like the most sort of obvious way, it's like if we're watching a show and there's something that we want to know about the show, we immediately pick up our phone and we Google it, right? Or we ask Alexa or, you know, whatever. We can't possibly just sit there and wonder or get curious, you know? We have to have an answer. And so one of the things that I've encouraged my clients to do over the last 15 years as a psychologist is just be an inquiry, get curious, you know? Like if any, if there's a saying that I say more often than not in my sessions, it's get curious about that. What does that mean? What do you think about it? How do you feel about it? What is your judgments around it? What are your opinions? You know, so I really wanted to create something that provided you know, that opportunity for curiosity. And one of the things that I like about the content of the cards is that they are evergreen. They can be everlasting. You can pick up a card today and your answer and your reflection or what it prompts you to think about in that moment will be, will be, not could be, will be different than in two years from now, in five years from now, in six months from now. So, you know, if we think about right now, for example, what's going on with COVID and the pandemic, undoubtedly a card that we picked up eight months ago will be totally different than the one we pick up, you know, the response we have today. So I wanted sort of that like everlasting option for people too, that when they got through all 180 cards, they didn't feel like, oh, okay, I'm done. And now I stick it away. But how could I start at the beginning again? You know? No, that's yeah. wonderful. You know, I was struck when you said kind of like the inquiry, the curiosity, it's a childlike way of approaching the world. 
It is. Not like in a child, like an immature childlike way, but like, a, you know, children are very curious and that's how they yes. learn about the world around them and inside of them. That's that right. That's process. right. Yeah. And it's interesting actually, because when you mentioned sort of like how I developed the cards, when, when I thought about the, con the construct of the cards and what would be on them, I, I, I grappled with, you know, do I want these to be highly instructional and sort of give people an answer as to why I'm asking that? Or do I really want individuals to name that for themselves or to even sort of be in inquiry around, huh, why would, why would that card be in there? You know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? Um, and I felt like that that's for the audience to decide. That's for, you know, for the customer, for the life boxer to really reflect and be, be curious about. So 180 cards. Mm -hmm. how, how did you come up with 182 things to inquire about? So, you know, in the beginning, it was very methodical. Like, you know, I mean, again, there were immediately themes that I knew we had to dive into, right? So I wanted to dive into family. I wanted to dive into feelings. I wanted to dive into relationships, um, judgment, um, shame. You know, there were like things that I was like, okay, like there's no way around it. We're going to dive into this. So I sort of organized, you know, I don't even know how many, let's just pick a number, like 10 different themes, you know, and, and just started thinking, what would I, if I had a client sitting in front of me, what would I be asking them in regards to this theme? Um, and, you know, so I started just chipping away and I would maybe do like 10 every other day and, you know, but then, and, and while this was happening, we were creating actually the structure of the box, which is actually like the, the, the box is actually also very intentional in the way that we made it. Look at the box so she can explain it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a long, steel, beautiful work of art. Um, but so when, you know, we were creating the box and I thought to myself like, well, I'll have a lot of time. You know, the box needs to, we need to find manufacturers and all this stuff. And then I remember my husband at one point was like, so how are you doing the cards? I'm like, oh, I'm fine. He's like, well, how many do you have done? I'm like, I don't know, like 30. <laughs> He's like, I think we need to speed up a little bit because the box is almost ready. We've got to put something inside of it. So honestly, what, I mean, and I don't really, this is one of those magical things where you're kind of like, I don't really know how I did it. I just did it. Um, on a plane ride, mm. I, in two hours, knocked out about 120 cards. Wow. Yeah, and it just... Michael, it just came to me. It was like this enlightenment moment. Maybe it was like I was high on being up in the plane or I don't know, but it was, it was just, I just went, you know, I just thought to myself, okay, and this is what came to mind. If I had a client, what would I ask them for a year? You know, what would I be curious about as their therapist for an entire year? And I just went to town. Um, and that's how we got our first rough draft of cards. That is awesome. And here's the best part of the story, which I love. So we're like a literate, because I told my husband, I was like, babe, I'm doing so well. Like, I'm going to be done by the time this plane lands. You know, and he's like, I'm texting him up in the sky, right? And he's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. He's like, you have to get them all done. I'm like, I will. And I kid you not, 
like five seconds before the wheels touched down, I pressed period on the last card. Like it was nice. such like that moment of, okay, we're finished. Yay. That so, is awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, it went through, we went through a few rounds of edits and stuff like that, but primarily most of the cards really remain the same from that just massive dose of reflection. Do you have a favorite card or cards? I do. Yeah. So my favorite card, and I actually don't even know the number of it, but, um, it's quite simple, and yet I think maybe the most complicated card in the deck, which is, um, it reads, answer this question, is love enough? Ooh. Yeah, so that's my favorite one because I also, I love that one because one of the things that I also really think is special about Lifebox is that it can be done in private, in your own time, in your own space with yourself, or with a loved one or your family. Right. Um, and that card specifically, I think, can also spark such interesting conversation between people, you know, like bring that question up at a dinner table and you'll get people <laughs> sitting back and being like, oh, I don't know about that, you know? Um, so, so that's my favorite one. I think I, I, I'm not, other than it just, I think being really simple, I love kind of the complexity of it actually. So you preempted my question because I was going to ask you, do you recommend someone sit by themselves as they do this inquiry? But it sounds like, you know, that is a possibility. You can do it with a loved one. You can do it with friends. Yeah. Distance, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, I think both are possible. So many options are possible. Like I, I definitely think that each, each card, you know, um, lends itself to private time, you know, for you to be in your own, as I said before, kind of inquiry and reflection. And, um, you know, some of the, some of the cards are lean more towards instructional than others. So there might be some cards that actually, actually ask you to write certain things or literally put things down on paper. Um, and some cards don't ask you to do that. So I think for some, some cards, it lends itself kind of to that individual process. And I think that it can be so, it can be such an interesting bridge for reflection between couples and or in families or with friends, you yeah. know? Um, I had one individual reach out to me after she bought the box and she said that she and her husband always used to sit out um, on their porch and drink a glass of wine at night to kind of wind down, you know, like many Americans do. And, um, and she said that now they've actually swiped away the wine and they've substituted it with Lifebox, which, you know, as a non-drinker, I'm like, yay, that's so exciting. Um, but also just as somebody who really believes that we unfortunately are also a very sometimes isolated and not connected society, like to create a product that could bring people together through the process of reflection, I think is, I, I think is one of the special parts about it. So turn the damn TV off. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And even my husband and I, cause he was the first person actually, you know, that I sent all of the questions to um, and said, I just want your, I want like your immediate gut response. Like, do you like it? I don't like this one for whatever. You don't even have to know why you don't like it. I just need to know. Um, and there were a few cards in there where he said, like, just even reading that, I was like, whew, 
whoa. And so it, even between us sparked some really interesting conversations. And I'm so grateful for those because sometimes I do think that we, because there's so much distraction going on and we've fallen into distraction, our conversations can be, you know, consumed with what's happening on the news or what's happening on Instagram versus what is happening between us, between you and me and what is happening with me and what is happening with you. So I think we need more of that. Amen. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. Do you recommend a ritual, like a a pre-card ritual to get either an individual or a couple in the right mindset to engage this inquiry? Yeah, that's a great question. So what I think everybody has to decide what pace they're going to go at with the cards. And I think what I would encourage people to give themselves permission to do is really be realistic about um, their goals. You know, because for example, if someone said to me, like, I'm going to do 10 cards a day, I would be like, okay, but (laughs) saddle up. You know, it might, you might find it more difficult than you think. So what if we started with a card a day, you know? Um, So I think, you know, the, the amount at which individuals are doing really, they have to, you have to really decide that for yourself and, and give yourself permission to go slowly actually is what I would say. Um, I do think consistency is key. Um, and I think consistency, consistency can start with integrating this into some kind of routine, you know? So maybe when you're having your coffee, you pull a card or maybe, you know, right before you go to bed, you pull a card. You don't necessarily have to reflect on that card in that moment. You can just grab it. And actually that's one of the things that we have posted on our social media is something called a grab and go which is basically you grab the card, you read it, but then you go about your day. But the question is there, right? Like the opportunity for being curious has been planted in your head. Um, But I do think that, you know, if someone is really looking for the type of reflection that's going to initiate change, creating a routine and remaining consistent, I think is something that's really important for people. Uh, Someone who does dream work with clients, I think it'd be Mm -hmm. fascinating to have them do the card at night before they go to bed when they're done with everything else, ask the question inside their own mind and then see what comes up during the dream states. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, one of the other things too, that we have done is really um, been conscious about the ways that Lifebox can help professionals in their own work, you know, especially individuals first starting out. I remember as a psychologist, like the first few years that I was doing clinical work with clients. I mean, I think about it now and I'm like, I can only imagine what I said. Like, (laughs) you know, you just think of those first few sessions you had where you're like trying to talk the psychological jargon. And, you know, um, I, I think sometimes we all need like, we all need help as clinicians, right? Whether, you know, we're working with individuals or working in a group or working with families, sometimes we get stuck. And, you know, to have a tool where if you had it in your office and you're like, let's pull a card and explore this, you know, I think, I think could really be helpful for professionals and clinicians. I I never even thought about that, but that that is a really, really good idea. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, full of great ideas, of course. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where can folks learn more about the light box and, and order one 
or men. Yes. So I know. Um, so go to www.lifebox.com. So L-I-G-H-F-B-O-X.com. And for your listeners, I will even throw 20% off your order. Wow. So if they enter in O radio in the redemption area for a coupon code, you can get 20% off. Wow. That is awesome. Thanks. Well, we try and make it accessible. You know, I mean, that's the other thing too. I have had individuals reach out and they're like, I'd love to get one, but the, you know, I'm not really sure. We real like my goal is for, I mean, goodness gracious, my goal of course would for this to be in every single household in America, but I'm well aware that maybe that's, that's, that's a big, that's a wig, right? A wildly important goal or impossible. Um, but I do want people to feel like they have access to it. And so, you know, if someone's really struggling financially or whatnot, we always say, listen, message us. I mean, sometimes we have boxes that have a scratch on them that we can't sell or whatever it is. Let us know. We want a box in your hands. We want you to, we want it to be accessible. That's nice. And I definitely appreciate that. I'll make sure our listening of you, viewing audience knows that. That's awesome. awesome. Cool. Well, definitely include links in the show notes so people Perfect. can Perfect. That'd be great. Buy one. <laughs> Of course. Laura. And we're also on Instagram too. You can find us there. I, well, actually, that's how I found you. I mean, I knew you, I knew <laughs> you previously, but that's how I found out about Lightboxes. Right. Post there, which is awesome. Uh, is, is it on Instagram? How do I, how do people find Lightbox on Instagram? Yeah. So same thing. L-I-G-H-F-B-O-X. Awesome. Cool. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Laura. Great to see you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Michael. And thank you everybody for listening. Your greatness is inside. You just got to pull it out. Lifebox can get you there. That's awesome. <laughs> Take care. You too. Stay safe.